0: Happy Canada Day, Sarah. So today is July 1st, and for listeners who may not know, that is also Canada Day.
1: It is, and we are, yeah, it's Wednesday, and we're recording, and when this comes out on Friday, it's going to be the day before the 4th of July. So happy 4th to you.
0: Oh, why, thank you. Independence Day, very important. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have a question for you that's kind of related. When you think about my country, the U.S. Mm -hmm. of A., what are a couple things that kind of come to mind that you appreciate about the U S let's say, let's say one serious thing and one silly thing.
1: Okay. So, okay. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if this is serious or silly, but here's one thing that I like as, as a Canadian who like, we're always apologizing for ourselves and we're like always living in the gray zone and every ta- taking sides on things. I appreciate that Americans more often just like own their own shit you know, like they speak their mind, say their truth. It is what, so it, what it is. You so.
0: like that we're kind of a hole sometimes.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that can't compliment. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you All know, right, so as canadian <laughs> as Canadians, we're like we're kind of taught not to yeah. like Americans. It's a very weird. Actually, mm. like I reflected on this like as an adult quite a bit because I'm like, wait a second. I don't hate America, and actually they're kind of just like us. So all of that's just BS. Um, but yeah, there's kind of like this internal thing where it is, as Canadians that were that we learn that. Um, okay, give me give me one something serious or silly that you like about Canada.
0: Okay, I'm gonna start serious here. Okay, I feel like Canada has done a much better job of acknowledging Indigenous people. Um mm, interesting. We, yeah. U.S., we've done a terrible job.
1: Hmm. We, yeah, we forget yeah. that they
0: exist, and it's really tragic.
1: Right. I feel like that's interesting. I feel like it's probably, like, it's more like two shades of terrible. Just one mm. shade is slightly uh, yeah. worse than the other, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah. Oh, I, I hadn't thought of that before. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay, one that I like. This is a pretty simple one, but a serious one. I love, like, the different climates that, like... So I used to train in Tucson, Arizona, right? Um, And you guys have this wide variety of climates that you can like drive, essentially you could drive, sometimes it'll take days and days, but um, you can get to different places within your own country that are quite different to each other in terms of, In terms of landscape and also in terms of climate which we have a little bit of like we have Mm -hmm. some over here on the west coast we have some lush green and then we have like the snowy parts (laughs) The the snowy parts on my other side but like we don't have as big a variation so i appreciate your variation
0: yeah, your equivalent of Florida is where you live. Like, Victoria. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. And we, like just, yeah. despite having a giant country, like in terms of the space that we have, there's still not, there's like just degrees of cold. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, you have, a, you have a lot of tundra. A lot more yeah. tundra than we do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got that yeah, going for us. I appreciate your lack of tundra. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I mean, we have, we have... Very large areas of desert, um, but yeah, we have a lot of we have a lot of geographic, um, geologic diversity. You know, different mm-hmm. ecosystems. I I appreciate that. It's the benefit mm-hmm. of being a very large country. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think I think one thing I appreciate about Canada is Canadian smarties. Um, American, <laughs> <laughs> I did not American see that coming. Smarties are these. Kind of dry, sourish wafer things. Yeah, they what? taste nothing like the delicious candy-coated, chocolaty, del- amazing Smarties, which I would say are vastly superior to M and M's. Um, so I appreciate Smarties, and when I go to Canada, every time I get Smarties.
1: Oh my gosh! I, I'm okay. I'm gonna have a new appreciation for Smarties now. I'm gonna buy yeah. some next time I'm at don't, the store.
0: Don't buy them in the U.S. They're terrible. As a kid, when I got them for Halloween, that would be the candy that's hanging around for eight months.
1: Wow! Oh, yeah. well, that's funny because my daughter specifically. Oh, this is actually an add-on story. When my daughter's trick-or-treating one year, her and her friends were literally, I had to stop them from going door-to-door going, trick-or-treat, do you have Smarties? They're like, no, no. You take the candy that they give you and you say thank you. That is all. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate this about her. <laughs> she knows what she wants in life.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Coming up on our show, we have Liv Feisty that launched a new podcast this week. Feeling conflicted about our national holidays, sport and patriotism, and, you guessed it, a new segment, I Rock Because. And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear.
0: For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code LIVEFEISTY15.
1: And that includes the wetsuits, so good deals all around. I'm Sarah Gross.
0: And I'm Sarah True, and you're listening to If We Were Riding.
1: My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time. You better get ready to race to the
0: It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. So I saw this week, uh, Lip Feisty has launched a new podcast and I was wondering if you could talk about it a little bit.
1: Okay, I love this podcast. So we partnered with Louise Green and for anyone who doesn't know who she is, in 2017 she did a book called Big Fit Girl. Um, she got a lot of, uh, I'd say like mainstream media attention around it, a lot of interviews and very much a leader in the um, you can be fit at any size, kind of, um, that movement. Um, she's also very smart and a very, I mean, I, c- I couldn't speak to it well, but she has a very good quality, smart voice in that space. Um, so, yeah, so we, we do all the kind of back-end stuff for the podcast. We um, edit it and take care of all that, and she does all the talking. She has some great interviews. She has four great interviews in the can already. Two of them went live today on July 1st. Um, so if you go to, I think if you, if you Google her, like Louise Green, she'll come up right away. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited about this partnership. She's also a, a triathlete and been a triathlete in the past. Um, so she knows our space as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to be able to share her voice because that's really like what we do right i want to be able to like hand a microphone to a deserving person um and she does really great interviews too she has that quality needed for sort of mining out good conversations
0: what's what's the general vibe of her podcast going to be
1: i think she's i think what she's going for is kind of in-depth conversations but also conversations that might be what would you say like she's called it uncensored Right. So she's just gone with Big Fit Girl, which is her brand, uncensored. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. she's really like diving into big topics i know she's talking about like the racial injustice that we've we've had we've been talking about a lot culturally lately um i think she's not afraid to ask big questions mm. um they just those po- those podcasts just dropped today so i actually have not had a chance to listen to one um so i can't uh, maybe after i listen to the to one probably tomorrow on my run i'll have a better idea but i just know from talking to her and being you know when you're um you're around someone and they're just kind of captivating and mm. they're like they're, they're really good. They're smart and really good talkers. Those people, uh, that's who Louise is. So.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So mm-hmm. check it out. Uh share it with friends and yeah, I look, I look forward to listening to it.
1: Yeah. We're hosting it also on livefeisty.com. So if you can't find it, just go there and you'll, and you'll find it there. Um, Congrats. yeah. Thank you. Our fourth podcast. Oot. Speaking of the fourth. Like natural, oh nice transition.
0: Natural transition.
1: Oh, you're you're like a champ broadcaster.
0: <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm a work in progress, but that that was just dangling there for me. <laughs> Alright. Our, our next topic of discussion is Canada Day, which is the day we're recording in 4th of July, which is this weekend. Uh I've been thinking a lot about what it means to be American and You know, sorting through what is not an awesome time in our history.
1: And, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, just feeling kind of conflicted about the holiday uh, in general. And I just, I would like to talk about that.
1: Yeah. I I definitely feel conflicted. I also feel um, very uneducated. You know, um, I did a lot of my education in not in Canada. So even, not that we... Not that we would have done a great deal of native history in our in our Canadian schools, um, but right. I didn't even have the advantage of having a, a Canadian education. So I'm not really that switched on. As we learned from the spirit animal um, hmm. conversation last week, like a lot of the, the conversations around um, the natives here in Canada, I'm not super super familiar with i i would like to be more familiar um and yeah so i'm just in a place where i feel like i'd like to learn more and i also felt i felt a bit conflicted about um i posted today a tiktok on my instagram and i wrote happy canada day but i definitely felt conflicted about celebrating um Mm. are you gonna celebrate or will you do a post uh
0: so i think i think this is different from canada but We're very much in-your-face, rah-rah, USA. And there's an expectation that you have to wear that patriotism outwardly in a very strong way, or else you don't love our country. And it's something that is weird to me, because I think you can love something. Being a real patriot... In my opinion, um, and I realize that's very different from how other people interpret it, is you can see the bad and the good and want to shape a country. Let's be honest. A country is a construct. It's not a real thing. Um, But you can want to shape, you know, this collection of people into something better. And the feedback that I've often gotten is that you need to just accept America at face value. You know, it is what it is. And if you don't love the flag and if you don't love everything that we stand for in our history and you, then you aren't a real American. Like there's not a lot of room for nuance. And I think that's something that especially right now, like we are, we have lifted that veil of American exceptionalism with how we're mm-hmm. handling COVID, with healthcare and e- inequality, with you know our, our racial injustice issues. You know, just all these things coming to the surface that have always been there, but we've uh, we've been we've been trained to buy into this myth of American exceptionalism, and if you question it. You are not a real American. So I know if I I just post a rah-rah American flag thing, I'm not being true to myself. But if I I at all criticize the country or try to um, bring up things that are anything beyond the superficial, like... U S is the greatest, um, then I'll get criticized. Mm. So it's, it's a really weird way that we, we think about being American. Um, and like, honestly, it feels a bit like it veers very heavily in the nationalistic, um, spectrum rather than like, I think patriotism is about pride. Nationalism is about being better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, hopefully, I know there are listeners who are way better versed in these things. We veer very heavily into the nationalistic thing, and I think probably that's what Canada doesn't appreciate about the U.S.
1: Um, <laughs> that's, maybe that's why we hate you from the <laughs> yeah, from the... because
0: because so that's a strong word. We should but... we should have the humility to realize that we're just a country and we have flaws, and we should say sorry a bit more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like my- you, you have, have to say it
1: like that too. <laughs> the story. Sorry, um,
0: yeah. you know, sorry to all of the people that we have hurt in our history and continue to hurt, and mm-hmm. you know, in our desire to become rich um, <laughs> and to let small groups of people amass a lot of wealth. Um, mm-hmm. And sorry to our natural resources because that is a huge reason why we're a wealthy country. Yeah. So o- overall, I'm trying not to be negative. I'm trying to value the things I do about the U.S. and focus on those.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: um, there are some things that are really great. I feel like this is a therapy session right now, and you're just listening to me. I'm we're just like, my, I'm taking <laughs> through it in. Through my... Very conflicted feelings about being American. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's interesting because as a Canadian, especially around the racial injustice issues lately, there's been a lot of conversations in Canada like, are Canadians racist? Like, duh, yes. (laughs) Um, But like we, there are some of my country folk who will like dissociate themselves from a lot of those issues and like Mm -hmm. hide behind this, like we're Canadian, therefore we're squeaky clean kind of thing. And it's actually not true. Like culturally, we're so close to each other um, that all of the things that are true of America for the most part Canadians Canadians kind of we have those same cultural and those pitfalls um, of our belief systems about ourselves and who we are as a a country Um, and then the dissociation becomes part of it too because we're like You know, like we're, we're also a capitalist country who has demolished our resources. Um, We also did not treat our natives well. Uh, We like there's, we have all these same problems. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, and then we take like another step and go, oh, but we're not as bad as the Americans. So, which is, which
0: is quite honestly true. Um, But
1: sometimes, but not other times. (laughs) Yeah. Like, listen, sometimes we're just all on the boat.
0: We we all every country has their own baggage. Um, we just have to be honest about it and want to work towards something better instead of glossing it over and pretending that our history is perfect and that it didn't come. You know, wealth doesn't come at the expense of natural resources and human beings. Um, and try to do better.
1: Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. This is actually this actually came up one time I was when I was doing my PhD, I was at a dinner party. So I was in Edinburgh, Scotland, and this conversation came up and I was most of the people there were doing masters in international relations and they were from all different places. And the question was, um, where where are you from? Okay, so if you're sitting at a dinner table with like a bunch of people from different places, what do you say? From different countries, I mean. North where are you Eastern from?
0: Eastern US
1: okay so you definitely you you like have a northeastern piece on there yeah interesting yeah so like a lot of people would say um would either say like if they're from a big city would say they're from like the city that they're from like i'm from new york right a lot of a lot of people like i would say i'm from canada right so it was either like big city or country tended people tended to lean towards that as their first identity in terms of Mm. Where are you from? Um, But interestingly, Germans, and then this is where the conversation was going, that like this is, I guess, there were studies done um, where like Germans, because of their recent history, um, would say they're European first Hmm. um, as a way of associating with like, we are you, like kind of a way of like, we are all in this together or however their identities, like they were brought up in like the generation kind of, after the second world war were like and onwards were kind of like okay we're European or we're global citizens or we're, like they tended to be that way minded rather than saying like um like they're the city that they were from or that they were German um, which I thought was really interesting right because I'm starting to feel like that a little bit about like how do I you know how do we state that we're like trying to be a global responsible citizen um yeah that's part of yeah, our I, like first identity.
0: That is interesting. So I I don't know if, if you have dealt with this, but so the first time that I've really traveled overseas, uh, my sister and I and one of our friends did this Rail backpacking trip. I was way too young to be doing it. It was very irresponsible. We had no money.
1: It was How old in hindsight.
0: Uh, I was I think 14 whoa basically. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and oh maybe 15 still too young to be doing this um and I just remember we felt a lot of shame even then about being American mm-hmm. and we we would tell people we were Canadian sometimes um, did you
1: put a Canadian flag on your backpack
0: we didn't we didn't go to that extent but okay. there were a few times, and it, I, there, like I said before, there are things I, I love and appreciate about the U.S. Um, we can talk about those because I need to reinforce that I'm not anti-American. It's just, <laughs> yeah, anyway. But I, I don't know. I think probably, obviously, the, the Germans have a feeling of shame for their own history which mm-hmm. is why they want to be, you know, associate themselves with Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've done a really good job of confronting their history and wanting to move beyond that. Yeah. Whereas the US's response, you know, we also have a problematic history, but our response has been to create a mythology mm-hmm. and ignore our very, very checkered past. Mm-hmm. It's just. For, for somebody like me that that has created a sense of shame that we' we're, we're unwilling to confront that um, but for other people they buy into the myth and it's it becomes this you know super nationalistic standpoint.
1: Yeah yeah and does that I, I mean we um, you wanted to talk about like having the, playing the national anthem before events because I really notice that if I if I travel to the US for a race that yeah. there we we might occasionally play the Canadian national anthem before triathlon I can't remember right. that exactly happening but I can't say it never happens but I remember being in the. US quite a lot having the national anthem played like right before a sporting event
0: yeah it's it's before high school events it's before you know college professional, Local triathlons, local races, doesn't matter how small. Do you, do you know... Actually, this is kind of interesting. Do you know anything about the history of it? No. So, um, like, the the National Anthem, Star Spangled Banner, was not actually that big of a deal uh, until it was early 20th century. They started, like, 100 years ago, they started playing it before some baseball games. And Sorry, how many years of, ago? About a hundred. Okay. So 100. yeah. Um and it it took a while to take off, but then I think it was like the 1960s or something, football decided that this is going to be their thing. So they started to play the national anthem. And it the there's this really interesting confluence between like the military uh, and nationalism and all these symbols got wrapped up into football, um, which is, you know, our biggest professional sport. And it's all that side of, I mean, we can talk about that. Enough. I don't know enough, but it's, it's a really, all the symbolism is really interesting. Yeah, in how I'm it, just like, it, oh, the
1: patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. Um, but that has trickled down to all levels of sport. I have, you know, I've competed all around the world. I can't remember a single time before a triathlon where that country's national anthem has been played other than the U S um, I know a soccer world cup, they will play Mm -hmm. it before games, Mm -hmm. but that's it. And it's, it's a, it's a very American thing, but we why sports you know why it, it just it's fascinating that it's
1: yeah even a thing yeah my my question always with that are always in the back of my mind now that I'm thinking about it when I'm at an event in the US and they're playing the national anthem I'm like aren't we in the US like don't we know that <laughs> right like, like yeah. I understand when you're at a sporting event and um, and you know when you win the Olympic games and you're standing on the top of the podium, and they yeah. play your national anthem because you're yeah. like at an international event, and you won a thing, or a team won a thing. Like the team that wins the World Cup, like you mm-hmm. said, like that team play their national anthem. That's a time that makes sense to me when there's like an international gathering, right? right. Um, it's when you're in because, like, it's like well, we all know that we're here in the U.S. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure what this yeah. is for.
0: Did did you have to pledge your allegiance to the flag or anything before school? No, we Do you have did anything
1: like that. We did sing "Oh Canada in the morning though. Like okay. now that we're talking about this. We definitely had yeah. and we had um when I was a kid, this is not true anymore. This is really funny. We had a picture of the Queen at the front of our class. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Little <laughs> Commonwealth. Yeah. So like some funny things like that. I don't know if they sing and we sang our national anthem half in English and half in French. Hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. I should ask Hiroshi if they still do that in the morning.
0: Yeah, so we would stand up every morning, put our hands over our hearts, say mm-hmm. the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, mm-hmm. and when you stop it, it's it's a little weird.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's yeah. a little
0: weird because these are things if we if we saw it in other countries, would be like, oh, well, that seems a little excessive. But because it's a routine we don't question it
1: yeah yeah i think also like having you know like having lived in a few different places it's like it's funny seeing like it it's interesting seeing different countries different like whatever the customs are Mm. right and how they celebrate their own but you recognize that it's very like it's a it's a ceremony right it's very ceremonial it's not doesn't have any doesn't feel like it has any depth of meaning you know, yeah. at least to me, when you see enough different countries with enough different, like, totally different beliefs, totally different ways of life, um, having these different ceremonies in different ways. It feels a bit like, um, a bit, what did you call it? Like, contrived, almost, yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, where, like, I feel like they should just have, like, a motivational talk about how to be a really good international citizen or something <laughs> instead. That would be better.
0: But that, but that doesn't that doesn't feed into the mythology of exceptionalism of your country. That's not, that's doesn't play well to nationalistic impulses. Mm -hmm. Like you need to put country above your country above others. Mm -hmm. And that comes through constant reinforcement. It will, it probably won't surprise you that in about like fourth grade, I started questioning whether or not I should stand for the pledge of allegiance. And because I am, I'm pretty contrary sometimes Mm -hmm. and stubborn, Um, Mm -hmm. as we've discussed. I'm a little donkey. Um, And the compromise we came to was that I had to stand, but I didn't have to put my hand over my heart.
1: And to me, that felt okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was fighting
0: the man back in the day. (laughs) That's
1: amazing. You've you've had these feelings for a long time. Uh,
0: Well, yeah, and I, I think it makes me a good Pete, I, a good citizen, yeah, is to not just accept the status quo. I don't know. We yeah, might. I, I might get all sorts of hate mail after this this uh, podcast. I, <laughs> I hope being,
1: not. I think being a reflective thinking person on these issues is super important. Um, I'm one wonder- Okay, so are there so on the on the flip side, are there benefits to um to being not as you say like the difference between like being nationalistic or being a nationalist there are Mm -hmm. there benefits to being a patriot like what what do you see as the good sides of of the association with your own country and the love of your own sort of peoples
0: well any so because a country is not a thing it's an idea (laughs) you you have a sense of community Mm-hmm. um you know it, it bonds you together with other people and in ideal worlds you want to strive for collective good of people who are like you and mm-hmm. what we've decided is like you is they have the same passport mm-hmm. um so it's sometimes that's to the detriment of other people who are not like you from other countries um you know i think because we have this, we have some shared values that I think are positive in the U.S. And some of that has been foisted upon us. And some of that has been, you know, a value structure that has arisen over time. That, and I think those things are positive. Um, you know, being American, I, I think we celebrate innovation um you know we have been on the cutting edge of uh technology and healthcare innovation and that's something that really I celebrate about this country um you know a lot of that has to do with immigration but we're not going to talk about that i think the the american optimism um mm-hmm. is a character that I, a characteristic i really like of uh, mm-hmm. I like that I, you know, as a woman, I can be a professional athlete. And -hmm. you think about the number of countries where that's possible, and it's very, very few. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not many countries could my sister make a living being a writer. I think the U.S., we do celebrate the arts. We celebrate creation a lot. So, you know, whether that's, um writing novels or whether that's you know hollywood we we produce a lot of content some of it's artistic some of it's just entertainment Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but i we do a good job of that um Yeah. yeah so there are some things i i there is an american spirit i think that's a positive that a positive force we feed off of each other um there's also a lot of baggage and we have to be honest about that a bit more. yeah
1: yeah you know it's yeah. it's interesting because i i often say this about individuals but i'm now thinking about about it in terms of countries like mm. it's okay to think that you're awesome right? yeah. as long as you recognize the awesome in other people
0: Right, mm. mm-hmm. and i think
1: that's the same with our sense of like national pride right like it's okay to feel like our country is awesome in, in some as long as we recognize like you just said like unfortunately it's to the detriment sometimes of other countries right like that we recognize that we're not like we're awesome like we, we don't define ourselves as awesome in contrary to like kind of right. like the way i was saying at the beginning like sometimes in canada we define ourselves as awesome as a stand apart from <laughs> from the america like you know yeah. um and that's not necessary or or valid. Um, so I think like likewise or the way we think about our, say our like Middle Eastern countries or African countries, like th- that we that we don't automatically default to like a superiority piece. Right, right. Um, that we're just like, we are awesome. And, yeah. you know, and even sometimes if we don't know what's awesome, like if we've never been to a country and we don't know people from that country, maybe we don't even know what's awesome about that country, but just assume there are things, right?
0: Right. Well, every... Like I said, every country has things that make it really special, make the people very special, and it's celebrating those while all trying to elevate each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can always learn from other cultures. What what makes you proud of about being Canadian?
1: What do you think is so tough? I was like hoping you weren't gonna ask me back. Because it's very anti-Canadian to, to talk about it. Um, I think I, I like, I like our little bit of socialism here in Canada, mm. you know, that our, our capitalistic tendencies are balanced out by this sense of like, we're all in it together and we're going to take care of each other. Um, I'm like, I'm super <laughs> proud. You're like is Sarah's face right now for you. <laughs> Deep sigh. Um. I think I I'm pretty proud and that's like borne out in recent months with the COVID-19 thing and the way that we were able to, we have a government that we trust um, for the most Mm -hmm. part. Like there are like, we see things right. Like there are, there were anti, you know, there have been like rallies in Vancouver that are like, you know, like the people marching down the street saying that like, wake up, wake up as if COVID-19 is not real. Like that, that stuff still exists here. Um, But for the most part, you know, like we trust our, we trust our government. We follow advice that is good from smart people. Um, And, and it's, that's borne out in having less, like less illness and less deaths. Um, So, I mean, like those kind of little things, I think that's a very, very big example Mm. of how, um, how it plays out. I also like, I love, I just like, like, I love living in BC. I love how beautiful it is. I love how open and vast it feels. I love having like the Lakes and the mountains, and um, those things are I associate with Canada,
0: yeah. Um. yeah see, the good and the bad, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love you know the natural national park system of the U.S., mm-hmm. I love you know our we have some really beautiful places, but you also have to remember it's stolen lands, <laughs> so it's yeah, it's hard to totally appreciate, mm-hmm. um. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too negative. Because, you know what? Change is possible, and this is my American optimism coming through right now. Uh, Okay. If I didn't believe that this country could become better, then maybe I'd be thinking about heading a couple hundred miles north up to uh, Canada. (laughs) But I'm... Because I'm stubborn, and because I... I'm an optimist. We're gonna change. Um, I actually have a little story that oh. kind of plays into this, and also okay. plays in it. It reflects what's happening. I would like to think what's happening culturally in this country. So, my sister uh, gave my uncle. Uh, he he is on. He's been involved with U.S. soccer for years, and is in on. The board. Um, mm-hmm. She gave him "White Fragility" uh, a few years or last year, I think, about this time, and he was a little resistant to it. You know, he's a man in his seventies. Um, it it's a little harder sometimes to, to break through. And I'm impressed
1: that he was reading it. To be honest,
0: oh yeah. So it's it's by. It took him a while to get around to it, mm-hmm. um, but he finally did. And things kind of sunk in. And last week, the board came, um, he proposed that they come to a vote about how they handle the national anthem for the U.S. women because some of them, uh, as a form of protest, did not want to celebrate the national anthem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they felt that it was important to uh so Megan Rapinoe has been really outspoken about this, that it it was important for them as, you know, a sign of solidarity to um, use it as an opportunity for protest uh, for racial inequality in this country. Mm -hmm. And here you have this man in his seventies who's never thought about this stuff. He's like, we need, we need to support our athletes in this decision because Initially, U.S. Soccer had said uh, they have to stand, um, but finally he brought it to a vote. Only one person said no, and now the women, if if they want to, they can they can sit it out. They can. Uh, I think they're allowed to stay in the locker rooms, um, which is a very very meaningful. If you're not even present on the field, yeah. That makes a very strong statement. So you have, yeah. in the course of a year, a, a big reversal. Um, and I'm not saying it's all my uncle, but I'm saying he's one individual. And our ability to hmm. support one another in our, our journey through this stuff, like these little things add up. Um, yet, yes, we, we need some massive, massive systemic change in this country to better support people. But we're having these discussions and we're, we're trying to do better. And yeah, this is where my optimism comes in to see,
1: you
0: know, to see something like that, which seems small, but here we are talking about, you know, the symbol of the flag and, you know, patriotism in this country and
1: Mm -hmm.
0: questioning, structural, uh, inequity is part of being a patriot
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I believe that genuinely
1: yeah that's a great definition um wow and i do think like you say it's small but i think all those small things add up and i think we've seen even in recent weeks how like the tides can turn or have started to turn a little bit or that we're in like a cultural moment so um i'm also feeling optimistic about it oh, good. um here in canada too yeah nice Okay, well, after the break, we are going to do our new segment called, wait for it, I Rock Because.
0: Hey, Sarah, I have a riddle for you. What's refreshing, oh. great, any time of day, and super
1: awesome. Oh, my gosh. Is it the If You're Riding Podcast? Oh, no, wait. By the look on your face, it's not. <laughs> it's it's noon. Yes. It's noon, isn't it? Ding. Woo! Okay, friends, seriously, Noon Hydration has been a sponsor of Live Feisty and this very podcast for a couple of years. They are amazing. They are supportive. And we all get 30% off with the new code, note the new code, Live Feisty at noonlife.com. So use the code Live Feisty, E before I, at noonlife.com. We grossly, as in, in a big way, and truly want to thank our sponsor, Noon Hydration, for supporting If We Were Riding. If you love us, or even kind of like us, or maybe just like our content, you can make sure we grow through our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash livefeisty. And also make sure you talk to us on Instagram at if we were riding. We love talking to people on Instagram, especially on the stories. If you want to send us a voicemail, record a voice memo on your phone and send it to sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah with no H, me, at livefeisty.com. And remember, the I comes after the E if you're feisty. We also love reviews on iTunes and written messages from you joining the conversation. If We Were Writing is a Live Feisty Media production hosted by Sarah True and me, Sarah Gross. Our editor and producer is Taylor Mahan. My time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real and I'm feeling so ruthless. My time, my time. Okay, so Sarah, a couple days ago, um, Rich and I were driving in the truck and he's telling me the story, right? He's telling me this story about, a, actually it was about a, he's a chiropractor it was about a patient that he ended up having to tell that she needed to go to the ER. Um, yeah. Which is quite a serious, like I said, how many times this has this happened? And he's like, like three or four times in his career. Um, so it doesn't happen that often. So just, in the, just it, a point of clarification. Yeah. It isn't because of treatment he was doing. Oh, gosh. On. No. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't want to like bring down well, all pyros at sure. the podcast. Yeah, good, yeah. good point. Yeah. I actually, that's actually the first question I asked too. Like you didn't pause this, <laughs> did you? no so like (laughs) she he realized as he's treating her or as he's like kind of assessing the situation that she has certain red flags and is realizing that it's time to like that she should probably go to the ER and not be there with the Cairo um and but in the middle of this story he started a sentence with I rock because (laughs) which of course like totally derailed the story because I was just like wait a second did you just say I rock because (laughs) like it was like leading up to his vital and then it was like I rock because and he figured out how to frame this correctly to not have the patient panic and go you know because you don't want someone panicking flying to the ER you just need to like keep the person calm and be like okay now you need to go to the er so like he had he he felt good about the way that he navigated it but i was like and i actually like immediately thought of our podcast because i'm like we should say that more often like why was that funny that was funny to me yeah (laughs) but i'm like we should be like we should be able to say i rock because Mm -hmm. um so do you have like an i rock because from this week
0: i rock because i swim with loons motherfucking loons man (laughs)
1: Loons, a symbol you did of not Canada. See that I did not see that coming, but <laughs> so we I have was... to bought our dollar coins. I yeah, the 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 loonies. Are they are loons scary? Like, is this a reason to? <laughs> are you, do you fear the loons <laughs> as you swim?
0: No, but I was just swimming along today, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, that, this me swimming, this me swimming, and all of a sudden, this bird pops up right next to me, probably two feet from me, and just kind of like is doing its loon call. I'm like, man, I'm swimming with loons. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Amazing. How many, I mean, that totally fits.
1: I think we should all be able to say, I rock because at the end of the day for something that happened during that day.
0: And maybe I'm the only person who's excited by that, but I feel that I rock because I swim with loons. So, how about you?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) You'd think I'd be prepared when I come up with a segment. Um, <laughs> okay, from today, let me think. Um, okay, I rock because I got my taxes done.
0: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kind of a requirement? No, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Good job. Oh, nice. You
1: just said you swear with loons, so I... <laughs> I felt like the taxes were like it equally...
0: Rocking is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> when I look in the mirror, I'm like, yeah, I rock. I rock. And you can do the same. That's all that matters. We, yes. You don't need to validate my rocking.
1: No. And I, I, I don't need your validation either. I rock because I did yeah. my taxes. So, yeah. yeah.
0: That's awesome. Good job. <laughs> um,
1: okay. Friends, if anyone wants to send us a voicemail about why they rock... We would love to hear I rock because and answer the question. Although whenever you do a call it for voicemail, no one ever does it. So not yeah. that I'm shaming listeners or anything, but we want to I
0: rock segment because we <laughs> want to celebrate you. That's right. And we then do. you we can do. get us playing our celebration song and doing a little dance.
1: Ooh. Yeah, mm. it's been a while. There is an offer. There is an offer. Yeah. yeah, it has been yeah. a while since we've been able to dance and celebrate someone. So yeah. give us a that reason, works. people. Give us a reason.
0: Well, th- thanks for listening to another amazing episode of If We Were Writing. And let's see, we'll see you next week. Or hear you'll hear us next week, I guess. All right. Stay rockin', friends. My time. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town. My crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.